0: are Locked On
1: Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday, a celebratory edition of Locked on Pelicans because Zion Williamson is an all-star. Yes, it's a game day. We'll get into that in the third segment of today's show. But we're going to lead off talking about Zion making his first all-star game appearance. Is he deserving? Was someone snubbed in favor of him? Not so sure about that. We'll break down his candidacy for you. Then I want to play a clip from Locked On today about all of those all-star snubs because that's all you're going to see. They're incorrect. but We'll play it for you anyway just to kind of get the understanding of what's going on. Then we'll briefly touch on the Detroit Pistons tonight as the Pelicans take them on in the Smoothie King Center. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So don't bury the lead. Zion is an all-star and this is fantastic news for you New Orleans Pelicans fans. I'm enjoying this myself because more than anything, before him just being, you know, one of the 24 best players in the league this season, which he Is And he's deserving of being on this list, even if you hear people say otherwise. This puts to bed, I think, a lot of narratives around him, a lot of really kind of tiresome narratives that just wear on you after a while. Is Zion fat? Is Zion out of shape? Is he injury prone? Anything like that? Those narratives, they're lazy, they're annoying, but they come up all the time around him. But when you make an all-star team particularly in your second season. And here's some really cool stats about this. Zion is the fourth youngest all-star ever. In the history of the NBA, 70 years, there have only been three players younger than Zion to make an all-star team. He's age 20. That's really freaking cool. That's really elite company too, right? So when you look at this, you can't deny Zion is great. You can't deny the trajectory that he's going on right now. When you think about this, the next question that comes to mind, at least to me, is how many more All-Star games is this dude going to make? Because it looks like the sky's the limit. Now, we were expecting him to be on here too. And look, when you average 25.1 points per game alongside the 61.6% shooting from the field that he's doing this season alongside almost seven rebounds per game, and you're in company of guys who are known by one name, Zion's known by one name too, so maybe it's very fitting, of Kevin McHale or well McHale, Wilt and Kareem and Zion, those are the only four guys that average those numbers over the course of a season. That's insane. And that's the company that Zion's in. The efficiency around the rim, 18.8 points per game, by the way. Next closest is Giannis, who's more than two points less than Zion down low. The efficiency through that, fighting double and triple teams, is is bonkers. We haven't seen really anything like this In a a long time or ever in the NBA. So to put Zion in the all-star game and to recognize that, the fact that he's just demolishing people at age 20. He's a grown man, right? Body and all that strong dude. But he's still, he's 20 years old. This is a guy who hasn't played that many games in the NBA. In fact, his total number of games played in the NBA is 53. Played 53 games and he's an all-star. Damn right he is with those kind of numbers and the efficiency that he's had. And then, of course, you're seeing the passing and point Zion really being the next evolution of him. And this is probably what elevated him and really got him into the next level in terms of the all-star voting and getting in as a reserve. He's got six games this year with five or more assists. He is leading this team. He's playing point guard basically for him. The focal point of the offense, double, triple teams, that doesn't bother him whatsoever because he can pass it out now. And guys are now knocking down those shots, which certainly helps. So, the talk around the All Star reserves is people are snubbed. Trey Young didn't make it in in the East. He was a starter last year. Devin Booker this year didn't make it onto the All Star team. He was an All Star last year. Never mind that Booker's stats are slightly less than last season. It makes it a tough case to put you back on, I think. It's just one of those things, you know, and you're going to hear it in the next segment. When you talk about snubs, the first question should be who should be left off? Who did voters get wrong? Who did the media get wrong? Who did the players get wrong? Who did the coaches get wrong? Because you've got to take someone off to put someone on. There's only 12 spots in the East and West each. 24 total. Now, they should probably expand the all-star rosters to 15 per conference, which is the amount of players on an NBA roster, but it's twelve. So people are inevitably going to be left off. Sabonis in Indiana, in the East, was on the All-Star team last year. He's having a better year. He's left off. This year, man, when you look at it and look at some of the snubs, yeah, you know, these guys are deserving to be on there. 40 or so players are probably deserving and have some argument made for them to be on there. It's just kind of tough when you only got 12 spots in each conference. And so some guys are going to get left off. And look, if Zion had gotten left off, you have a good case for him. But at the same point, like if you put Booker in there, kind of shrug is what it is, right? But the cool thing is, didn't happen this way. And Zion's going to get the recognition he deserves. And he deserves it. He's been outstanding this year. And we've seen with four four brand new All-Stars, four first-time All-Stars, by the way, Julius Randle, Jalen Brown, Zion Williamson, and Zach Levine, all of whom are deserving, I think, um, to be on this squad. You know, record doesn't necessarily matter as much, at least this season, particularly in the East, that as it has in the past. Just go out and be excellent, and it'll get rewarded. And that is what Zion has done. This is really exciting. For all of you Pelicans fans, this should be a point of pride for you. And as I said, the question is, how many more will he make? And now, when you look at the Pelicans' young core, the top two guys, right? And we just put out a poll on this, and we'll talk more about it later in the week uh, from Locked On NBA and our Twitter handle at Locked On NBA Pods Net. Um, the all of that, they voted the Pelicans' best young core the second or third best, third. Well, they've got two All Stars now. In that young core is their top two guys in Zion and Brandon Ingram. We even, Ingram didn't even make it in, or he's in, even in the conversation for snub, and he has the exact same stats as we've gone over as last year. That's how competitive it was this year. But now the Pelicans young core, two all-stars with Zion Williamson making the first game. Very impressive from him. Pretty awesome to see. Congrats to Zion. Congrats to the Pelicans and looking forward to what the future has. So, Locked On has partnered with Michelob Ultra to bring you the Ultra Player of the Week. This is a- an interesting thing because I kind of love this because it's really all about joy happiness, enjoyment, enjoying the ride. And, you know, as Michael Ultra likes to say, enjoyment isn't the end game, just wins or losses. It's the whole game. It's about kind of being present in the moment and enjoying what you have right in front of you, something that really can be lost on you during this time. And a guy who's enjoying every moment of basketball right now, win or lose, though certainly he'd like more wins, is Zion Williamson. He's the Ultra Player of the Week. He's a first-time All-Star. There's no question about it. As they say, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. It's not worth being miserable in life. It's not worth trying to play basketball just for a paycheck, right? Zion out there playing, being healthy, Playing to the best of his ability is loving every second of it. You see it in the smile on his face no matter what's going on out there on the court. And that's why he is the Michelob Ultra player of the game. You are er, a player of the week. You can enjoy Michelob Ultra too. Just 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Looks joy creates success. Enjoy what you're doing and enjoy it with Michelob Ultra. And as they say, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? The Locked On Today podcast, Tiger Woods hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details and get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. And I'm going to play you a clip from Locked On Today right now. They've got Noah Kozlov of rejecting the screen on there, talking about the all-star snubs and kind of how this all works. I thought it's interesting to get others' perspectives on this because Zion's in, which means someone else is out. We're enjoying this, but look, if Zion wasn't in there, we'd be screaming about it, right? We'd have done the whole show probably about that sort of thing, about how he deserves to be on. Because he does. This wasn't a mistake. The voters got this one right. Let's get the other perspective when it comes to the snubs and how really that all works by playing you guys a clip from Locked On today.
2: The NBA announced the rest of the all-star rosters last night, the reserves and of course NBA Twitter and NBA players had takes on all of it joining me now from rejecting the screen Noah Kozlov and Noah the thing that i think is so funny when we have these conversations about the snubs is who are you going to take off you have to take someone off the list if someone deserved to get on who didn't get on so let me flip that the snub question and i want to know if you think there is someone on this side of the, the roster, the, the reserve side, who got on but maybe got on when another more deserving player should have been on?
1: I don't have a, a real issue with any of the picks. because, And, and I know that's not the, the popular take, but the fact is there, the, the, you, you could really have chosen from 40 guys that you could right. make the case for an all-star. It's really hard make an all-star team. That's why bonuses that when you make all-star teams are pretty high. It's really, really difficult. Back in 2013, I'm glad you brought up, you've got to ask, well, then who would you take off? Back in 2013, I interviewed Kevin Durant for some sponsor video and the SI top 10 had just come out. They just completed their top 10. So I thought, you know what? Let me ask Kevin Durant about it. I asked Kevin Durant about it and just the two of us. So I said, Hey, I'm going to read you the top 10. You're going to, and then you tell me who you think should be on it or who should be off it. And he said, I read in the top 10, he said, James Harden. And I said, okay, so then who should be off? And he said, Dwayne Wade. And then Dan Patrick, it became a big headline. And then Dan Patrick accused me of being part of some like marketing ploy. No, you're, you're absolutely right, Peter. Like that is, that's exactly what you have to do. LeBron James says Devin Booker is the most disrespected player of the league. Okay, well then who do you want to, who do you want to take off there? I mean, You could take off Chris Paul. Devin Booker is their number one option, but it's—I'd certainly make the argument that Chris Paul is the one that has made that team twenty and ten. But Devin Booker is their number one offensive option. So there are so many different factors at play.
2: Yeah, and and I think that this season is unique in, in a lot of ways too because the 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 standings are so jumbled. Yeah, it's not like we have. Five top teams in both conferences where you're going to go, okay, three guys have to be on from those teams. I mean, are we really even sure we know who the best team is, much less the three or four best teams? No. So in a normal season, you go, okay, well, you know, team X, who is leading the West, should have two or three guys. We don't have that same sort of stipulation. So do you think that's a a factor here as to why this
1: is more jumbled maybe than it would be in another year? Yeah, I do. But I mean, I think the Utah Jazz deserve two players, but you could make the argument that Mike Conley deserves to be on it over Donovan Mitchell. But -hmm. almost at this point for Conley, it's like the badge of honor to become the best player who never made an (laughs) all-star team. Although Rod Strickland never made an all-star team, Mike Bibby never made an all-star team, but Rod was all NBA second team one year, but Mike Conley hasn't been any of that. So maybe that's just, that's going to be his thing from here on out, but they've only been, so we've played about 30 games. And so take the case of Jimmy Butler. You talk about just things being just so jumbled that he didn't really play well in the very beginning. And then he was out for a long time and he, and he's only played 18 games. I know, or, or 17 games, whatever it is. I know Kevin Durant's only played 19, but he's just been all world in those 19. So I, I just have a difficult time. Like when you're, when you're going to be splitting hairs over guys, I'm going to lean towards the guys that have actually been playing when it's been actually this season, pretty easy to sit it out.
2: I I just, I need you to do something for me, Noah. And this is, I'm going to borrow Rob Mahoney, Mahoney's bit from the ringer. Chris Middleton is averaging 20, 21, six and six shooting 50, 40, 90 for the team with the second best point differential in the East, and I know that the Bucks have not looked outstanding this season. Can you just
1: confirm that Chris Middleton does in fact exist? Oh yeah, he's he's a player. He's and he's been he's been an All Star twice. But you could also make the argument that Drew Holiday is the second best player on that team. And if you're going and in a season like this, and again, it's not a disrespect to Chris Middleton here. In a, in a season like this, when as you said, things are just all jumbled and you're throwing all sorts of things around. I'm going to lean towards a guy who is a number one option on a team. So whether, I mean, I think Bam Adebayo should be should be an All Star, but if you're going to lean towards a number one option over Chris Middleton, who's a number two, that's that would almost be one of the tiebreakers for me.
2: So that that Zach Levine qualifies there, yes. Julius Randle qualifies there, and and maybe to a little bit of a lesser extent, Nikola Vucevic qualifies there.
1: Yeah, and and look as Vucevic, limped off the court as we record this on Tuesday night. Anthony Davis is hurt out West. There, there are always injury replacements, always. You, you can book it every single year. So as I say, you can book it. So Devin Booker will likely be an all-star. It's right. just kind of surprising that he didn't make it first over, over Zion, That, but either one was going to be an injury replacement. It is what it is. Yeah, I think he's going to be on the all-star team. The Orlando Magic, they're, they're nothing offensively without Vooch. Right. The New York Knicks desperately need Julius Randle. I, I would still have Bam Adebayo in there over Julius Randle. And and Zach Levine has actually gotten better at the other things aside from scoring. And his scoring itself is just so stinking elite that I think he deserves to be an all-star over Chris Middleton as as a number two guy.
0: So there you go. That's what to expect from the Locked On Today podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts. So we'll get to tonight's game here in just a second, but today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I spend my own real money on these things. They're that good. It, it's really simple. I want a protein bar because I want something that's good for me before or after I work out that gives me kind of the protein I need to help put on a little bit more muscle, just stay a little bit fit. That's also not going to just overdo it with calories and bad stuff, right? Like you just don't want that. It, protein bar is a delivery method, in my opinion. You may as well eat the one, though, that tastes good and is still better for you than pretty much every other one out there on the market. These bars are low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, and they taste delicious. You're not gonna realize you're eating a protein bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew. Sharif Ishak of WDSU, who works out way more than I do, swears by these things and eats one of these things before every single workout as well. I've been digging the mint brownie, the lemon, almond, cheesecake, cookies, and cream is really good. Um, I've also tried the raspberry and the orange to get a little bit of variety in there too. You've really got to try these things. They have a mixed box where you get a bunch of different flavors in there. And all you need to do is order that using the promo code locked on. You're going to get 20% off that order and then find the flavors you like. Go back to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on again because it's still going to work for you and you're going to get another 20% off. When you order the ones that you really want to have, it's a great way to try them. So go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on for 20% off. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Detroit Pistons, the Detroit Pistons that beat them just about a week ago. Back on Valentine's Day, February 14th in Detroit, they beat the Pelicans 123-112. This is the Detroit Pistons team who has the second worst record in the league. Though they did get a win last night over the Orlando Magic. Not saying a ton right there. So you can't just assume the Pelicans are going to go out and win. In that game, just 10 days or so ago, they had one, two, three, four, six guys a pro, uh, get into double figures and heavily into double figures. You had off the bench, Josh Jackson with 21 points. Mason Plumlee had a triple double, of 17 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. DeLon Wright, 17 points. Jeremy Grant, 15 points. Sadiq Bey, who I loved in the draft, 16 points on four of eight, three-point shooting. And the Pelicans... Just didn't get that same kind of production. They were top-heavy. Zion and B.I. each going for 26. But you got to get stops, and you can't make it that easy for a big man like Mason Plumlee to kind of just do whatever he wants in that game. Steven Adams hasn't played. Hopefully, he's going to be back, though. He struggled defensively against Plumlee in this one. you got to slow him down. That's really kind of one of the big things here. The Pelicans' defense in that game just could not get stops whatsoever. The Pistons shot 17 of 35 from three. You can't let them bomb away like that because that is a surefire way to beat New Orleans. You know, that game was very slow. Maybe you try and play a little bit faster, even if New Orleans doesn't love to do that so far this season, and just try and outrun him to some degree make him you know feel the, the pressure there to try and keep up and hopefully that forces some mistakes but that was a very very disappointing game certainly and it was the pelican starters who really got run out of that one at the end of the second half and at the start of the third quarter this is what i mean about josh hart where everyone's saying they want his energy off of the bench I want his energy out there with the starters so that at the start of the third quarter, the Pistons don't go on a run and start to really swing this game around. Or when the starters are closing that game, I don't want them not having the energy they need. For the most part, the starters were outscored by 10 to end the half against the Detroit Pistons up in Detroit. Maybe it's useful to have that energy in that lineup. And that's what I mean by starting Josh Hart and aligning him more so with the starters than some of what he's played. And he didn't really close that game out or link up with the starters much. So maybe it's time to start doing that with him a little bit more in a game like this. Given how the last one played out, that if you play down to this level of competition, the Pelicans could lose might not be the worst idea. And we'll see. I'm curious to see if after what we've seen from Hart, if Stan Van Gundy mixes things up a little bit when it comes to his rotation, as he's been hinting at potentially could happen for a little bit. All right. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Congrats to Zion making the all-star game. Enjoy the game tonight. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap it.